This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This podcast is produced by podcastandradio.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is a podcaster, a master coach, a marketing strategist. She's all rolled up into one purple-haired powerhouse. Nicole Holland's our guest. She's known as the secret weapon that smart CEOs and successful business owners turn to to grow their business exponentially through podcast guesting. Let's find out more about the work she does. Nicole, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, David. I'm super, super excited to be here with you. Absolutely. So we were talking vibrantly offline about all the things we do, including the business that you are now growing that you can barely keep up with. And it's, I think, having talked to you offline and now talking with you, it's the power, your ability to connect and be present for people is so much about that. And and that's true of being a podcast host, isn't it? It totally is. Yeah. It's about being in the moment. And it's funny because I talk to so many podcast hosts and obviously so many of my clients um, who are on shows and get feedback from them. And it's like the best shows are the ones that are engaging and where it's really conversational versus you know, shows that are so structured that you don't go out of the boxes. And people really want, I think, in this day and age, that connection, that authenticity, and to know that they're not the only one going through something. So even shows that are like really very logical and and more science-based, if you will, they still have that opportunity when the host really gets curious and connects with their guest on a human level. I think what you're talking about right there at the end there, that human level idea, the idea that we are people first that do business. We're not businesses that do people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. One of the things that, that I least liked being asked at a, quote, networking event or a business, you know, kind of meetup thing is, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. I would prefer to be asked, who am I? So, Nicole Holland, if I were to ask you, who are you? How would you answer? Who am I? My goodness. Well, I'm I'm me. I'm <laughs> dynamic Sorry. and I'm human and I bleed and I smile and I laugh and I love yeah. and yeah. I'm present. <laughs> like you, that sure you are. That word at the beginning. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's great. So let's learn a little bit about the business you're now doing now that we know a little bit about you. So you have a website called interviewsthatconvert.com. So talk to us about how You first had the idea to launch this enterprise and then, you know, give us a sense of what you actually do for the people you work with. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for asking. 
So the name came about because as a podcaster myself, I host a show called the Business Building Rockstar Show, and I interview highly successful people on there. And when I started out, I was getting pitched people and I was so honored. You know, I would have these booking people contact me and say, oh, we've got this great guest for you. And here's all their accolades and everything. And I'm like, oh, wow. And they want to be on my show. That's amazing. And so I'd say yes. And then also I went after the people that I knew of that I respected, I admired, and I wanted to have a dialogue with. And I started noticing from guest to guest that some guests were better than others. Some conversations were better. Some of the engagement, when I look at my numbers that my listeners were tuning in for, was different. And I started asking myself, what makes a great guest stand out from a not-so-great guest? Mm. And I realized that it has nothing to do with their accolades, in my opinion, at least. And everybody has their own. But for me, there were so many traits, like the guest actually has heard my show before. The guest actually knows who my listeners are. The guest actually likes me. And then also the audio quality, right? Those are some basic things where I started realizing not everybody comes to the table with that. And a lot of guests will come with the idea that they're going to use a platform. And I just felt dirty about that. Mm -hmm. So I started talking about it. I started telling other hosts that I knew about my opinions. I started writing about it, in fact. And I had a couple mentors say, you need to make this into a program. You need to start teaching that. And also some of my podcaster friends were like, if you start teaching this, let me know because I'm going to send my cold pitch people to you because I get so many really tacky proposals and people don't get it. And so that's where the idea for interviews that convert came from. And that was over a year ago. I did a beta launch of a program where I just started teaching this stuff and it, it went really well. People were loving it. And then it wasn't right away that I started doing the done for you booking service that came, gosh, only about seven months ago, to be honest with you, it's just been insanely taking off, but I would go out and find those guests that I wanted. Mm. And then if they were great guests or I really was, you know, excited excited to support them, I'd say, hey, can I introduce you to some of my podcaster friends that I think would really enjoy you as well and their audiences? And so I spent a lot of time connecting people. And finally, I'd heard it a few times, but I never said yes to it until finally one of my guests said, well, can you just do it for me? I'm really busy. I don't, I I think this is fun. This is great. I enjoyed the interview and it makes sense. I see the value, but I don't have time and I don't want to put my team on doing this. So can you just do it for me? And I was like, no. And then I stopped myself. I was like, whoa, 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 Nicole, you're sitting here going uphill, (laughs) trying to find people to hire you as a coach when somebody is sitting here saying, Like, I will pay you to do what you love and what's easy for you. And I'm going, no, that's too easy for me. Let me just do it for you for free. And so I had to, like, stop myself and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. And I said, let me think on it overnight. I'll come up with a proposal and get back to you tomorrow, Mm -hmm. which I did. Mm -hmm. And he said, absolutely. And it just snowballed from there. I sent out an email to a few of my friends and I just said, hey, you know, this is something that may not come as a surprise to you. It kind of came as a surprise to me, but I just decided to do this. I figured if I'm doing it for one, I might as well. I have to build the systems anyhow, so I might as well 
offer this as an opportunity for others as well. So if you have any clients or you know of anybody that you think it would be of value to, please connect me. And I just, my inbox got flooded. I only sent this to about maybe 25 people. And for the next weeks, I was just fielding all these emails. I'm like, wow. So that's how, and it's a long story, but that's how I stumbled on this. And it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's a great illustration about how so many businesses get started. It's like the law of gravity. This is so Mm -hmm. what you're on the planet to do, so to speak, in this business context. And it's just the universe conspired with the law of natural Nicole Holland and delivered to you exactly what you should be doing because of your personality, because of your talent, and because of your connectivity to podcasters at large. So it's a beautiful story. And I, I love the way you tell it as well. So are you still coaching today? I mean, do you have essentially two kind of verticals that you work in? Of, of course, they're related to podcasting, but I mean, you're doing both the coaching and the do it for me platform. Do I have that right? Yes. So this is what was really cool. So I stopped looking for coaching clients and I was just focusing on Uh, this done for you service. But part of my done for you service was really teaching my clients the nuance of being a podcast guest and how to really, really make it impactful for the host, for the audience and for everyone. And my clients were getting amazing results. And I was coaching them around turning listeners into leads and leads into clients uh, and hosts into raving fans. Again, I mean, I'm a strategist. I've been a coach for, I don't know, 15 years now officially. So it just came really naturally to me. And so that was part of my done for you service. And actually I've had to separate it now because I started doing done with you because not everybody wants the done for you. So I was like, oh, well, I can totally train your team. I can train you. I can help you build out a custom system. And now I'm at a point where, so I do the done with you for clients who either want to do it themselves or want their team to do it. I do the done for you, which is like full service VIP. And then I also do coaching separate. So I have very, very few clients that I work with as a coach because I'm just booked up. But that is more all encompassing where we use podcast guesting as one strategy, but we look at their overall plan for thought leadership and how to really get their message out and how to get their brand exploding into the the world <laughs> using technology and different media platforms. I love that. I love that. And it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's not in my world. I get approached by those who want to launch podcasts. And like you, I have to contextualize it into their business strategy. I mean, you can produce all kinds of wonderful content, great content out there. But if you don't have a business strategy to promote, to leverage it, maybe to monetize it directly or indirectly, you know, it's not going to make sense for them in terms of energy spend, monetary spend and, and the rest. So like you, I, I've experienced this idea that it's a business strategy. It's not just let's go unless, you know, you've got all the money in the world and you just want to disseminate your information or share the love on a podcast. I mean, that could be the case. And yeah, uh, that, you know. but that's a strategy, right? If it somebody is, is like, I just, I mean, this happens, you yeah. know, a lot of people who, when they do a book launch, it's about the numbers. It's not about the other things right. that some of right. my other clients work with. So it's right. so nice to be able to customize that, right? Like you have people that come to you for production and I'm, I'm guessing that
that it's also like on a very client centric basis, what you give them, even though everybody comes kind of with that same need or desire. Once you get to know them and their business model, then you can really step into that strategy piece and say, okay, well, this is what's going to work best for you. So let's go there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always contextualized into the, who they are, the, what they do and the, how they relate to, you know, I've got some that are baby boomers because I'm a boomer. So, you know, I tend to attract those clients that are a little bit less technical, but want to get on the train. Right. And then, uh, there's several that are millennials or somewhere in between. And some of it, I guess I, as I say this, I'm realizing that I'm speaking in terms of generation segments. It's not always about that, but in this instance, I guess I'm thinking about that at the moment because I, I have some of those opportunities out there that I'm creating proposals for folks. And in each case, it has to be customized to them, their needs, their business strategy. So uh, we're talking with Nicole Holland, the website interviewsthatconvert.com. Ah, you're so magnetic and very powerful. You were named in the Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 17. That's this year. And so when people ask, like, without giving away the store, what are some of the, well, let's call them secrets or tips about showing up on a show as a guest? What do you like to tell people that, you know, you don't feel like you're giving away your store, but you can share with our audience who may be budding guests? Yeah, for sure. And I will say that I'm all about giving away the store because um, information is free. You know, you can get information anywhere. And the whole thing about me starting that program back then or starting to write the book and everything was I wanted better guests. I wanted the industry to up level because as podcasting is booming and podcast guesting is getting more prevalent. I mean, I just learned yesterday of another person who's now, you know, doing a program on how to be a guest and all this. I mean, it's like it's crazy. So I think Oprah said something about podcasting and like the whole world exploded. But yeah, I've actually created another podcast. It's called Get Guest Ready, where I walk step by step through my process of here's what I do for my clients. Here's what you need to do if you want to get on the right shows and you want to actually have interviews that convert and all that. I'm happy to give that away because it's not like a secret, if you will. I mean, everything is doable, but it's the question of how much time and energy do you want to put into it? And do you want to spend, you know, 100 interviews or 50 interviews or whatever learning the mistakes and and figuring it out. So that's why people hire me. But I would say that essentially what everything boils down to is treating others the way you want to be treated. Mm. You have to recognize that when you get on somebody's podcast, you're stepping onto their stage. You're getting in front of their audience that they've nurtured, that they've created, that they have done so much for, and those listeners are loyal to them. So if you're going somewhere and you're just treating it like, oh, well, this is just a place for me to get my message out. And it's just another, you know, it's a platform. It's a different energy than you saying, Saying, you know, how would I want to be treated if somebody came into my home? If I was having a guest in my home, and you know, I'm I'm up here in Canada, so we take our shoes off at the door, right? Yeah. And so, if I'm having a guest in my home and they walk in and they're not willing to take off their shoes, they're not pleasant. It's like I don't want them there. Whereas if the person comes in and they take off their shoes and maybe bring a bottle of wine, it's like, whoa, come on in. How can I make this experience better for you? And I think it's the same thing with podcast guesting. It's the same thing with anything in life. When you really consider, if I were in that person's shoes, how would I want to be treated? And you treat them that way everybody wins. Yeah, this energy exchange is the way I, that's my language for it. It's so 
important in everything. And, and certainly we find that that's the case here on a mic in the podcasting sphere, potosphere. I just made that up. Um, so in the midst of everything you do, you also are an expert around the idea of the launch, the funnel, affiliate systems, and the conversion factor, which is a part of your domain name. So talk to us a little bit about how you like to frame this out for the people you work with and, and how you think about converting leads, perhaps in the context of podcasting or outside of it. Well, again, I, I have to say that everything boils down to that treating people the way you'd want to be treated. So creating value. And I don't even really teach that per se. Like I don't lead with that anymore. Whereas when I first started my business, you know, I created the business building rockstar summit. We've got the third one coming up November 1st to the 10th. Mm. And it's an annual event that I bring together all these experts on different aspects of marketing, because it just so happens that everybody doesn't know how to market well. And for me, it's really easy. It's something that I started out in my career with very early on. I did an internship when I was a kid in sports marketing. I worked in sports marketing and I read about it. I was passionate about it. So everything has always kind of made sense to me. I think we all have those innate kind of gifts that we get things that our brain clicks on things, you know? And so what I was realizing was not everybody does. And so the first part of my online business was me trying to teach people how to create a lead magnet or a freebie that is really inspiring and exciting. It was like, it was really hard to explain and I could do it for people and I could do it with people, but to actually get them to understand the need for it was really challenging. Do so you think that people were like, you were very, very willing to, as I said, give away the story, which is sort of this classic, you know, sort of cliche way of saying that, but you're <laughs> absolutely right. We have to show up. It's a gift economy. Information is free and that's the way of the web. It's the way of the world in business now. So was it the fact that they just didn't get that? They didn't understand or they felt like they were being compromised by giving something away? Yeah. I think it's both of those. I think a lot of times, like one of the things I'll hear from people a lot is, well, I don't want to give away my book for free because then the people won't buy it. It's like, okay, fine. But you know, you're talking about holding tight to something that people can buy for 10 bucks when you have these services for thousands of dollars. So why not find the people who are going to get great value from that? And that's a very small spend to give away something that you've already created once that yes, you could make $10 in the short term, but in the long term, if you can gift it, it's a way for people to get to know, like, and trust you more. And so I think anytime we're looking at lead magnets or any pieces of the funnel, Mm -hmm. people just don't necessarily understand that. And so what I found is that when we talk about something that people do understand, like visibility, right? I want to get on podcasts so people know I exist. So I'm stop being the best kept secret or what have you. I want to be on television. So it's a bit of an ego thing oftentimes. And it's a bit of, you know, an authority building thing. And so people can understand that. And so when we say, okay, great. So, and, and even with what you do, and podcast, right? Building that platform, being the expert, being the authority. Once you can connect the dot and somebody goes, oh yes, that's what I want. That's what I need. Then you can work deeper and say, okay, great. So why? And what happens next? And how do we get that to happen? What I see a lot of times is with podcast guesting, people go out on shows and they don't understand how to track the results. They don't understand 
even what results they should be looking for. They don't understand how to convert, again, convert listeners to leads. They don't understand how to build those relationships with the hosts and stuff like that. So what I like to do is every everybody's so different. So I like to learn about the person I'm dealing with and whether that's, you know, in my free Facebook group, whether that's a client I'm working with and a done with you, a done for you, doesn't matter. I like to learn about that person and what they are aware of Mm -hmm. and then find how can I now teach them my secret sauce in a way that will feel good and be empowering to them. Oh, wow. So much packed into that. Um, (laughs) I know. I'm like, did I even answer your question? I'm not sure what my question was. Let's go back. Um, We'll rewind after the show and see, you know, we'll do the show after the show. There's so many directions I want to go with you. And, uh, you know, we're running out of time for today. I think we'll do this again for sure. We're speaking with Nicole Holland. She's an expert in all things podcast guesting and related subject matter around converting leads and so many things that there's tangents off of a lot of these business strategies, aren't there? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Everything is very, I mean, my degree is in holistic healthcare, which is a, a stretch from <laughs> where I'm at now. Right. But from a holistic standpoint, yes. I think you have to look at everything holistically. And when you're looking at your business, you're looking at your visibility, you're looking at conversion, whatever it is, if you look at it from a point of, okay, here's what I'm focusing on. Now, let me come up a little bit and look at a larger view and up a little bit and up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you can see how everything is so interesting interconnected. I love and, you know, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. And before we started recording, you and I were talking about we're of a certain age and it comes a point in time where, I don't know, for me at least, it's like I stopped caring what other people want me to do. And I stopped caring about getting approval from other people. And I started really focusing on what do I want? And at the end of the day, I want to be happy. That is all that matters to me. And so we can do that through working with people that we absolutely love, doing something that we absolutely love and creating an income and a lifestyle that we absolutely love and saying no to everything else. Well, those that say, look for the work-life balance, I like to say, no, 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 no. It's work-life integration. It's all one. It's not two separate polarized ideas. And uh, this also comes up with those that talk about retirement, which is sort of the you know, from the past kind of a concept in my view. And, you know, I'm of an age where I know people that are my age that think of it in terms of I'm not working anymore. Now I'm just going to go play golf. That is just not me. And some of this is just my own sort of life bias. But the integration is really what you're pointing to. If you love what you do and you love who you're working with, it's all going to just feel like play. And as a musician, that's been my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And of course, you, you really have an artist's soul, Nicole Holland. So, so, so good to have you, uh, one artist to another. We'll do it again for sure. Nicole Holland has been our guest. Once again, you want to know her and to connect with her. One of the ways is you can go out to interviewsthatconvert.com. Are there any other ways we should know? You probably find you on LinkedIn and other places, right? Yeah, you can. And you know what I'm going to do? I'll actually put together a page for your people, David. If people are interested in podcast guesting and they want to get a little cheat sheet that I created about the six simple steps to getting the yes from pretty much any host you could possibly want to get a yes from and get on their show, I'll put that on a page. We'll do interviews.convert.com forward slash SBA podcast. And on there, I'll also put a link to the Get Guest Ready podcast and also a way to just connect with me directly and my social media and stuff like that. So the best way for anybody to connect if they want to continue this conversation is interviewsthatconvert.com forward slash SBA podcast. Fantastic. We'll do it again. Thanks, Nicole. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. 
Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.